You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer, and welcome. Thank you for so much, so much for joining us today. We are talking about businesses here in Detroit that you might not expect to see. When you think about vineyards, maybe you picture the rolling hills of Northern California's wine country in Napa Valley. Maybe you even think about Michigan's Leelanau Peninsula or Old Mission Peninsula near Traverse City. I'm guessing one of the last places in your mind is the urban environment of Detroit, but they're here. Last month, Detroit Vineyards opened a tasting room in the former Stroh's Ice Cream Factory on Gratiot Avenue near Eastern Market. The development was a major milestone for the company, which was established back in 2014. While most of the grapes used by the company come from the west side of the state, they're also currently cultivating two acres plus some of vineyards here in the city. This is Detroit's first winery in 60 years, and two of the men behind the venture are here to talk to me about their project. And we'd like to welcome now uh, our guests, which are Paul, or sorry, um, Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong name here. That's what happens sometimes. <laughs> Blake Kanaki, uh, the Detroit Vineyards co-founder, winemaker, and vineyard manager, and Roberis, uh, Thomas Roberis, community affairs coordinator for Detroit Vineyards. Welcome to Detroit Today. Uh, thank, thank you, you so much for having us, and well done on my last name. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best. Uh, so again, uh, you know, we're talking again about businesses that, if you're driving around the city, you might not be expecting to see. Uh, why would you think uh, that Detroit is the right place to start growing grapes in a vineyard here in the city? <laughs> well, there's two primary reasons for that, Jake. Uh, first and foremost, um, the microclimate here, which I can touch back on. And secondly, though, but being here in the city of Detroit, uh, we are in the center of four million people. So we're about an hour's drive away of half of the population of the state. Mm -hmm. So from a business model and perspective, uh, it made complete sense to come here uh, back to where I'm from, which is Detroit, um, to to create this venture. But then back to my first point, the <laughs> microclimate here. Right. Um, it's insanely good for growing world-class wine grapes. That's so interesting. I would not have guessed that, honestly. <laughs> no, and most people wouldn't, right? right. Uh, but we have uh, this growing um, wine region here in the state of Michigan. And so uh, from my travels abroad and studying abroad and uh, learning this industry, what I did was I looked at uh, the city of Detroit and what was its potentiality for growing these world-class wine grapes. And primarily, most importantly, we are very close to three large bodies of water, uh, Lake St. Clair, the Detroit River, and Lake Erie. And our problem here in the state is not getting grapes to ripen. Uh, our problem here is getting them to survive our extreme winter temperatures. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had three polar vortexes in the past decade. Um, is that 10 years? Yeah, the past <laughs> yeah. 10 years. Yeah. So um, and we, we should only have those occurrences once every 100 years. Mm. And so due to climate change, we're seeing these uh, random polar vortex events happening more occasionally. And to get a wine grape to survive... Uh, severe winter temperatures, for example, like a Cabernet Sauvignon or a Pinot Noir or a Chardonnay, the, the names that we're all generally accustomed to, they have a very hard time in temperatures below negative five degrees. That's actual temperature, um, not wind chill, mm -hmm. because the vines are dormant at that time. 
And if we have these large bodies of water, they carry an ambient temperature. That ambient temperature will mitigate those severe winter temperatures just by a few degrees. So if you go down to Belle Isle on a very cold winter day, it's typically five degrees warmer. Uh, And the inverse on that is uh, if you go down to Belle Isle when it's extremely warm here in the city, it's going to be five degrees cooler. And so we have these bodies of water that uh, mitigate those severe winter temperatures, which can mean a lot when you're a vineyard manager. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you go across the river um, into Ontario, all along the North Erie shore, there are vineyards. uh, It's laden with vineyards. And so uh, why not do it here? Mm. Uh, Thomas, what kind of grapes are you growing uh, in that case? If, you know, you said that the the grapes that, uh, that maybe we're more accustomed to are not, um, you know, maybe, might not do so well here. What what kind of what kind of grapes are you growing here in Detroit? Oh, so usually the traditional viniferas, the Pinot Noir, the Cab Sauvignon, um, those are really the traditional grapes that they usually are grown. But what are we trying to do is a new innovation, new tradition, um, something new. So what we're doing right now are hybrid grapes. So, mm-hmm. for example, on the Morningside community, we have planted 700 vines, of a Marquette. It's a hybrid red wine, but it's very good for these cold climates. It does very well. So that's what our goal is. It's going to be a very hearty, very healthy, very nice looking vineyard. Um, the aesthetics of it is going to be wonderful. Um, you can see a abandoned house across the street. You see, you know, houses and fields, but that's the main goal of it is just to, to let Detroit know that this is a new innovation. We want to change the trend. So we want to make these vacant lots. We have over 80,000 vacant lots in the city right now. What we want to do with these vacant lots is let people know that you can actually make these an oasis of green space. So we developed, me and Blake, four pillars that we really go by. The first pillar we go by is that Detroit Vineyards, we want to eradicate blight land in the city. Not just the downtown area, midtown area where everybody is at or you know, Eastern Market area. We want to eradicate blighted lands in the northwest side of Detroit, northeast side of Detroit. We want to eradicate the blighted land that's there and make it an oasis of green space. We also want to raise property value in the city. So when you have this beautiful vineyard across the street now from your neighborhood, it's not just a vacant lot anymore. And I was just, wow, it's a vineyard. We can do yoga in the vineyard, (laughs) Pilates, or we can um, read a book or, you know, just... Entertain, get married, propose to your wife or, or, or whoever your significant other is at this vineyard. That's what we want to do there also. The third and most important, the third is teach lifelong skill sets. We want, we want people to be able to learn how to grow your own vineyard in your backyard with our training programs. We want you to be able to learn how to grow a vineyard. We want you to be able to take this knowledge. And like right now in the southern hemisphere of the world, it's harvest time. So you can actually pack your bags and go to somewhere like Australia you can a winemaker will lovely pick up a cellar hand right now, and you can learn a new culture, no tradition, um, new ways of life, you mm-hmm. know. And you can bring it back to the city and, and and share with everybody else among us. So that's another important thing. And our final and our most important rule of all is we want to put additional income in residents' pocket. So with mm-hmm. this vineyard that you have, this community vineyard or a vineyard that you decide to put on a, a lot that you purchase, we are actually going to buy the grapes at a premium. So. This lot, it may be, let's say, $800 a ton right now. We will purchase it back at $1,000 a ton. So an extra 2000 bucks in a person's pocket over the year, 
that that goes a long way, you know. So right on your yeah. second point on uh, you know what it means for the neighborhood. I mean, I'm just thinking of like that Zillow listing or something, right? Like you can live right next to a vineyard in Detroit. <laughs> right. Like, like, what would that be like? You know, that is that's a rarity right there. That's for sure. You're listening to Detroit today. I'm Jake Neer. I'm talking with Blake Kaunacki, the Detroit, the co-founder, I should say, of Detroit Vineyards, uh, and he's a winemaker, a vineyard manager, and we're also speaking with Thomas Roberis, community affairs coordinator for Detroit Vineyards. And if you want to get involved in this conversation, uh, you can call us, as usual, at 313-577-1019. Again, that's 313-577-1019. I want to ask you guys a little bit about, um, you know, again, you're growing most of your grapes now on the west side of the state, correct? Um, Are you already um, in the process of getting grapes right here from Detroit, or how uh, how long will that process take before we can actually taste wine that's actually grown from grapes here in the city? That's a great question, and uh, I'll just let the listeners know we are located in the old Stroh's Ice Cream Factory, 1000 Gratiot Avenue. Uh, We are open for business. Uh, We've been open for six weeks, and we'd love to have you come out, so please come on down. And by all means, all listeners, please ask for Blake. I'm more than happy to show you around, Uh, and Thomas as well. Uh, We have... uh, Repeat your question. Well, so are the you know you have the vineyard in Detroit, and I know that most of the the grapes are that you're growing right now are from the west side of the state. Are you currently using grapes in your wine that are coming from the city right now, or is that farther down the? Thanks, down Jake. Line? No, that's a really good question. So, uh, we do buy the vast majority of our fruit from the west side of the state, from the Lake Michigan Shore AVA, with families that have been growing fruit for a very long time. The vineyards that we are planting here in the city. Uh, a, a vine takes roughly three years before you get your first crop off of it um, because we tend to it just to make sure that all the development goes into the root system. Uh, but beyond that, uh, year four, that's when they start to hit their stride. And so with the, uh, the planting of the Morningside Community uh, Vineyard, which is one of the world's largest urban vineyards hmm. uh, to be exact, um, that's going to be a few years. Yeah. So uh, we supplement our program with uh, all Michigan fruit. Uh, we're very proud of that. We'd like to keep our money as local as possible. And if so it's not in Detroit, it goes out to the, to the rest of the state. Um, and very soon here, no, not very soon, three years, <laughs> um, we will start getting a crop from this fruit here in Detroit. And by no means is it meant to be our entire wine grape program we've uh, just as your visitors before we're talking about the 80,000 vacant lots in the city and all the vacant land um, we're not trying to plant all of that by any means what we're trying to do is intersperse wine country throughout the city right and Mm -hmm. uh, it's a beautiful thing uh, as Thomas was saying so uh, I think a vineyard has a very meditative quality. It has a very recreational quality. And for some people, maybe in a, even a spiritual quality when you're inside of green space like that. And so we are doing the best that we can by working in the neighborhoods to uh, plant these vineyards, which again, to go back to your original question, is when will they start producing fruit? In the first couple of years, we pull all the flowers off of the vine. Hmm. We do not want them to 
produce grapes. You want to produce. You want to encourage growth of the plant, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a to a certain degree, it will stunt the growth of the wine if you let it start throwing fruit off right away. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do is just encourage the development of the root growth, which is interesting for me as a winemaker because the uh, the land here is quite different than if I were to go into um, an urban area. I'm sorry. Um, an uh, an agricultural area, a mm -hmm. rural area, right, right, and so the vines kind of take root right away. But here in Detroit, they're a little stressed, but that's good hmm. to a certain degree because stressed out vines produce better fruit. And Interesting. So we are seeing that. So about three to four years from now, we will start seeing. 100% Detroit grown, 100% Detroit made fruit. Oh wow! So so it's not even going to be a mix. It'll be all from. It'll be all locally sourced in that case. Absolutely. Very interesting. <laughs> so is the is the winemaking currently happening in the city right now? The actual process of making the wine. Absolutely. Um, we are actually doing it right now in our Stroh's, the old Stroh's Ice Cream Factory on 1000 Grass Shit. Um, it's actually a production facility, tasting room, all a storage facility all in one. So the good thing about it is when you come down and want to taste in a wine taste, you can actually look through the window, our nice pitcher glass window. You can see us, the production team, actually working on producing wine, making wine, um, the racking, all the aspects of it that people never get a chance to see, you actually can see it at the Stroh's Ice Cream Factory. That's one of the um, cool factors about it is that you can actually just actually watch what you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And 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 uh, you guys said we have a caller that's interested in. Uh, I don't know if we'll have time to take her, but uh, exactly where this vineyard is. And you said it's in Morningside. It's the Morningside right? community. That's correct. It's right. It's located on the corner of Mac and Beaconsfield. Mm. It's three quarters of an acre. It's a it's an oasis. It's very beautiful. Um, we have training programs that we have going on right now, biweekly, teaching the residents about actually the great growing process, how to actually set up a vineyard. We even actually have a class teaching people how to go to the land bank and request land that you would like to purchase in your neighborhood. It's a very very interesting class. Um, we have the Green of Detroit that has partnered up with this with this adventure. They have produced um some of the grass cutting for us there. Um. We want to thank them for that. Um, this has very been a great, interesting journey that we've been doing. And um, we really want to thank the Morningside community for their acceptance. You know, when we came out there, it was like, hold on, what you guys doing? It's like, this is something of the norm. But, you know, once they understood the process, understand the the value that it added, it's, it was wonderful how the people turned out and the people really enjoy and appreciate what's going on. And, so, here's, and here's the crazy part about the Beaconsfield for me, for the Morningside planning that we did. My great grandparents uh, had a home on Beaconsfield. Wow! Right, uh, my <laughs> mom circle. grew up playing in the yard, just right across from where we planted this wow. vineyard. Right, so uh, it does come full circle sometimes. Sure. And uh, the the work that we're doing here um, not only benefits Detroit vineyards, but we're trying to have a project that benefits the community as a whole. And so we also want to thank. You snap back, which is a local Absolutely. nonprofit Absolutely. Um, that has been a very integral part of what we're doing. And so, when we go out and try to acquire land, it's not so important for Detroit Vineyards to own the land. Uh, what's important is that we get the uh, feedback from the community and the the respect uh, and the understanding from the community of what we're trying to do. So it's not so much about owning the land; it's about talking with the local nonprofits. It's about going door to door. It's about going to church club meetings. It's about going to block club meetings and explaining to people the concept of what we're trying to do. Mm. And then getting that feedback 
Because one thing I know here in this city, you cannot go into a neighborhood, buy a bunch of land, and do what you're going to do. Because uh, uh, back to the, to the rural areas, you can do that. You can go buy 40 acres, and you can do what you want to do. But here in the city of Detroit, you've got 700,000 constituents, maybe 800,000 now, that have an opinion and an idea Absolutely. about what you're trying Absolutely. to do. Sure. And yeah. so it's essential for us to to work within that dynamic as opposed to just going in and doing uh, what we're going to do. People say to me all the time, aren't you worried about uh, vandalism in your vineyards? Absolutely not. If you want to tag one of my posts, by all means, come out and tag a post. <laughs> if you want to... Uh, I've, I've been out there planting grapes in the middle of... Uh, Portions of Detroit that uh, have difficulties, and people ask me, "What the heck are you doing?" Hmm. I said, "Well, I'm planting grapes." And then it's like, "Oh, cool, right? I dig that. Yeah. You know, I can get down with that." And then I get this respect from the neighborhood saying, "Okay, that's great. Let's uh, let's embrace that." To the point where I leave tools out and things like that. Nobody touches any of my stuff. But the, again, back. Sorry, sir. No, no. I'm just. Oh. I, unfortunately, we're running out of time. But okay. I just wanted to make a quick note on. You were talking about coming full circle. We're about to talk a little bit Detroit history uh, after this in the show. And uh, one of the things that just blew us sort of away as we were booking the show uh, here at the station was uh, uh, actually Cadillac when he came here was the first person to plant a vineyard in, in the city of Detroit. So the That's first exactly one, it. and yeah. then and then you guys are the most recent. Yeah. So it's uh, just a, another yeah. full circle Absolutely. moment for you. Um, so uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Blake Kaunacki, Detroit Vineyards co-founder, winemaker, and vineyard manager, and Thomas Riberis, community affairs coordinator for Detroit Vineyards. Really appreciate you being here on Absolutely. Detroit today. And if you so want to check us out, Detroit.wine. Very simple. Mm. Just load that in, and you'll come right to our website, and you'll see what's going on. All Absolutely. right, awesome. Yeah, coming up, we'll travel through Detroit's history with the author of a new book chronicling the city's timeline.